Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. So in our first clip, we are seeing the birth of the minions, really. It's before dinosaurs existed. They're walking up on a beach, middle of nowhere. This is before humans. And they've been here a long time. But we are being told flat out that they're not the brightest. They're pretty stupid. And their whole purpose right now is just looking for the most evil master. And so they find a T-Rex. And they're like, this is my master. I'm going to serve him forever. And I'm going to do all the evil things that he wants me to do. And then they do their stupid minion thing. And the T-Rex, he doesn't make it through it. He is gonzo. And so minions are disappointed and they're on a search for a new master. And here comes the humans. They're a little bit wiser, a little bit brighter, but not by much. And they want to serve the most evil human that they possibly can. And they make a lot of mistakes along the way. And it just keeps failing. They are not finding a master that is giving them the purpose that they desire. They are (laughs) either killing them or messing up or being left. And it's just not a good time for the minions. And after that, they're just left isolated and alone and depressed and they don't feel like they have a purpose in their life so they are in a cave and they are just doing what they can to survive and pass through the day without a purpose without a meaning until someone one of the minions decides to venture out and so Stuart and bob and i think what's his name i don't know the other little yellow one they all run off and decide to go on an adventure to find purpose, to find the biggest, baddest master that they can. And of course, they have to bring a banana with them because what else would a little yellow minion do? And so they adventure through fields and over the seas and they are getting hungry and they're getting tired and they are still just trying to make it through until they see New York and they are excited and they're (laughs) ready to get there and get on some dry land and it's just in time because they're about to eat each other and so they get to dry land after a long travel on the ocean it's 1968 (laughs) and it is we get told 42 years before they find Guru, which you'll see in the end what that is and so you'll see at in new york that they are still on their mission they're still just walking around kind of aimlessly they are flirting with everybody and here they go thanks guys let's just give it up for our worship team that was awesome i love when they get to do specials like that it always makes it so much fun so good morning everybody thank you so much for joining if you're online if you're in the house um, wherever you may be thank you so much for joining the college street family today so i want to talk about the clip that we just saw So in this clip, we get to see the emergence of the minions. If you haven't seen the movie, you definitely should. It is hilarious. So they basically, they go from master to master, and they are trying to find a purpose and just slaving away after any evil master that they can find, searching for their next big break of glory and fame. But that didn't work out so well, did it, in the end. So here's my first point. Put on your armor to start the fight. So (laughs) how many of you have searched for your purpose before or a meaning in life or your calling or even just ask the question, what am I doing and why am I doing it? 
because I have. I for sure have. And so each time that the minions find the master, each time that they think, oh, I finally found it, my meaning in life, they're left alone and isolated and depressed, searching again for something else that will give them the purpose they're searching for. But you can't serve two masters. You can't serve fame and money and put God first. It just doesn't work. Matthew 6.24 makes it plain. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And that's not to say we don't like money. Money can be very good. It means that money can't own you. You cannot be enslaved to it. So when I talk about masters, it can mean a lot of different things. Masters can also be called idols. Has anyone heard them be called idols before? Yeah? All right. So this can look like money, your phone, sex and pornography, video games, fame, attention, or even just work, your career. It can look completely different for every single person. But really, an idol or a master, in the end, is something that you choose to put before God. So to fight against these masters, the Bible tells us that we need to armor up. In Ephesians 6, 11 to 12, it says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. You see, we're not fighting against each other. You and me, we're brother and sister. You are my sister, you are my brother, you're my family. We're fighting against the evil spiritual forces around us. And there's only one person who can fulfill you in your purpose and give you the power to fight through it. And that is Jesus. Let's go to clip two. So this is clip two. This is Evil Con. This is where the worst of the worst gather. Uh, so obviously the minions have to be there to find the worst of the worst master that they can. And they see Scarlet Overkill and she is beauty and she is the most evil super villain woman around and they are just in love with her. And she's so glorious and she has all this fame and they are just in love with her immediately. And they just picture themselves being her little minions and doing whatever she wants. And that she has chosen them to be her little henchmen um, to do all the evil workings that she wants. But when we see Scarlet Overkill, she really doesn't care about anyone else. She cares about this diamond she has in her hand. And she wants everyone to try and steal this diamond from her. But of course, she's so prideful. She doesn't think anyone would be able to do that. No one would be able to steal this diamond from her because she's the baddest supervillain out there. And so everyone runs up and they're trying to show their strength. They're trying to show how bad they are and all their skills that they're strong. You know, we see this big muscle man that can just, you know, take down anyone, but he can't get it from Scarlet Overkill because she's just that good. Well, I guess bad. And, uh, and so she's just doing her thing. She's being graceful. She's flipping around in her in her pink dress and no one can get anything from her. No one can get anything. And the minions get tossed into this and they have no idea what's going on. Like we saw in our previous clip, they are not the brightest. They, <laughs> they really 
just kind of fumble through life, um, not knowing what's going on. And so they're getting tripped over and they're falling into things. And Scarlet Overkill thinks that she is, you know, keeping this diamond safe this entire time. And, you know, that she's beating every bad guy and the minions are just running around like crazy. And, uh, and we really just see all that like greed, you know, that she has this greed and this pride about her, um, thinking that she's the best of the best. And finally, she holds up saying, I have the diamond, but it's actually a teddy bear. And the minions had somehow, in all their stupidity, gotten the diamond and replaced it with a teddy bear. And she is trying to figure out how that happened. And <laughs> I don't even think the minions know how it happened. But they did it. And so she chooses them to be her henchmen and to do all of the evil working for her um, because finally someone was able to defeat her game and show her that, you know, maybe she's not maybe she's not the best of the best, but maybe these little yellow dudes, maybe they are. So she gives them back the teddy bear and they are off to be her little henchman doing all the bad work for her and of course again they're getting all this fame and validation and all this applause from all the evil people in the crowd that are just you know wanting it to be them okay that's probably my favorite clip that i have (laughs) it's pretty funny and i also just realized as i walked out that i'm wearing a minion uniform so ignore it So in that scene, we get to see the minions go to Evil Con. So this is a conference where all the worst of the worst gather. They're there to trade trade secrets, and we get to see Scarlet Overkill. She's the baddest female villain around, and to some of us, we might say, oh, she's so cool, she's so pretty, but really, when you watch the scene, all you see is lust and greed. You know, she's lavishing in all the attention that she's getting, but you can see it's still not fulfilling her. She is not happy with what she already has. She needs more attention and more validation from the people around her. And in the end, even that fails. The minions, as helpless and stupid as they are, still end up taking this ruby from her. She can't win. So this reminds me of the story of Zacchaeus. If you don't know the story, I'll explain it. So Zacchaeus was like Scarlet. He was prideful and greedy, and he was a tax collector. And you're allowed to boo at that. It's okay. <laughs> so he was a tax collector from the, for the people of Jericho. And sometimes he would cheat them, and he would take more than he needed to. One day, when Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, where he would end up being crucified, he stopped in Jericho. And when Zacchaeus heard that Jesus had arrived, he wanted so badly to see him. But he couldn't quite see the crowds because he was too short. Or, as my husband would say, he was vertically challenged. (laughs) So he climbed up a tree. And even though he was despised by the people around him, Jesus knew him and he saw the purpose in his life. Luke 19, 4-5 says, So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a a guest in your home today. And most people would think that someone as greedy and slimy as Zacchaeus that was cheating people of their money would laugh it off and be like, yeah, right, okay, whatever. But that didn't happen. The verse goes on. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his home in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. 
He is gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the man came to seek and say, for the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. So I love that verse. That is so good. And Pastor Rudy, actually, before we were, we were praying before I came up here, and he pointed out that in that verse, it says that salvation came to the house, not to Zacchaeus, not to the person, to that house. Salvation was in that house that day. The people moaned and grumbled, but because of his humility and because of Jesus' grace, he was able to be saved from his lost way of life and have meaning and purpose on his life. This story teaches us that no matter how far we've gone, no matter how far we've run from God, if we turn back with humility and with excitement in our hearts, that he will restore what is in us and he will forgive and save us. Now, on the topic of humility, I'm already going to cry. I'd like to take a second to honor my pastors. So if you guys could stand for a second. <laughs> now, if you don't know them personally, you really should. Because these two, oh my goodness, I'm going to cry. <laughs> they have laid down their lives. And they have moved house and home more times than I can count. They're there to cry with and to rejoice with. They have been with my husband and I as we started dating and as we've moved through ministry. They married us at our wedding. They grieved with us as we lost our first baby in the womb. And they prayed fervently and joyous with us when we have our two sons with us here today. I love you guys. <laughs> now, these two in my mind, they are shining examples of what it means to walk in humility and what it means to seek Jesus and be saved because Jesus has done above and beyond in their life. So I don't know if I said it or not, but my point too was walk in humility. <laughs> I don't even remember it anymore. If you want to put this, put the point on, um, is to walk in humility. And so, after all of those emotions and after all of that love, let's go to clip three. This is our third and final clip. This is the ending scene of the Minions movie, and we see them. They are getting. They've just stolen the crown from the Queen of England, and. Um, they ended up returning it to her. And so she is crowning them. She is saying that they are knights, that they are so good. They have everyone cheering for them. They are, you know, finally getting all this fame and validation that they've been longing for. You know, they have this purpose, you know. Um, the queen has said that they'll do all this for her and still something's missing. There's still something that's just not enough for them. And they're still searching for something else to fulfill them. So they see Scarlet Overkill steal the, steal the crown back from the queen and run off with it. And so they say, you know what? 
I'm going to do that. I'm going to go get that crown back. So they chased Scarlet Overkill down and, you know, through the whole crowd that was just giving them applause, that was ready to accept them and ready to um, just, you know, give them all that fame they'd been searching for. When suddenly Scarlet Overkill and her little buddy, they get frozen into a block of ice. And this is when we first see Gru. And Gru takes the crown from Scarlet Overkill and he is so prideful. You know, he says that you used to be the most evil one out. You used to be um, the baddest supervillain, but not anymore. See, I got this crown. Um, you know, you're you're nothing now, basically. And the minions love it. They are all about him. They got big eyes just staring at him, seeing him take off in his little motorcycle airplane with the crown and they decide you know what that's that's my next purpose that's the next thing i'm going to do and they are drooling at the mouth ready to follow Gru in his big airplane and just chase after him and go serve him and all of his evil deeds that he wants them to do and we see scarlet overkill who's stuck in this block of ice just say maybe i am done you know maybe i am worn out and i'm i don't want to do this evil thing anymore Maybe I'm over it. And our little yellow minion friend gives her a little toy crown before chasing off after Gru with his little teddy bear that she had given back to him when they first stole the diamond from her earlier on. And so these minions are chasing after Gru and they don't know it yet, but it's going to be a pretty long battle along his side and maybe it'll give them the purpose they're looking for, but maybe not. So this is the final scene of the movie. This is where we get introduced to Gru. So in this scene, we see that after chasing all these different masters, after stealing the crown and returning it to the queen, they're finally being acknowledged for all that they have done. They have all the adoration and attention they ever wanted. And still, it isn't enough. These minions are anything but humble. There is still something missing. They still have not found their purpose. And instead, they throw everything away, everything they've earned, and they chase after the next evil master, Gru. So, my point three is fall to your knees to be crowned victorious. You see, we've been through the battle. We've put on our armor and faced our worst enemies, even if that enemy is ourselves. We have walked in humility, knowing that we have made mistakes when we've gone too far and gotten lost, that Jesus has come to forgive us when we lay them down at his feet. But the hardest battle is yet to come. The hardest battle is falling to our knees, coming to God and saying, the battle is yours. My life is yours and the victory is yours. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Romans 8, 37-38. You see, falling to your knees... Bowing before God's goodness, it isn't weakness. It isn't saying that you're giving up. In fact, it's the opposite. 
It's looking to God and saying, I can't, but you can. It's the only way to truly find your purpose and God's power. You see, when we talk about goodness and evil, God is always good. Even when the bad happens, even when you've gone too far and you've made mistakes, even when you've gotten lost in the world, even when you've been hurt by the world, even when you've hurt others, God is still good. God is always here to bring you back home, and he will celebrate when you come back home. He is there to call you by name and say, invite me in. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. My takeaway today is, be humble, and you will find victory. Why don't you all stand to your feet, if you can. Now, I see some new faces here today, and I don't know if you know Jesus. I don't know if you've invited him into your heart. But if you don't know the Jesus that will see you climbing up in a sycamore tree after all the wrong that you've done, and call you by name, and say, invite me in, I want to give you that opportunity. I want you to know that Jesus. I want you to have that forgiveness and that purpose in your life. I want you to know that you are loved and you were made on purpose with a purpose and a plan laid before you, a good plan. Why don't you close your eyes and bow your head and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you call me by name and have good plans for me. I believe that you died on the cross and rose three days later. I choose to follow you, to invite you in as Lord of my life and author of my story. Amen. Let's just stay in this moment. Now, if that was your first time saying that prayer, if that was your first time inviting God in, I think you just raise your hand, give me a thumbs up, whatever feels most comfortable for you. Thank you. That Thank you. That you know that there is a party going on in heaven for you right now. God is so happy to have you home. Just know I'm not a crier normally. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, you guys are so loved. Thank you so much. So on that note, welcome home. And our next step after that is baptism. If you don't know what baptism is, I'm going to have the guys lift this lid right now. If you don't know what it means to be baptized, it means to go under the water, to be fully submerged, leave your old life behind, dead in the water, and be raised again with Christ Jesus, just as he was raised from the dead. I'm in the way. <laughs> so, if that's something that you feel called to do, if you feel that beating in your chest, God tugging at you, saying you need to leave your old life behind to follow me, please come forward. Pastor Matt and Charmaine and myself will be right over there, ready to help you in this next step. It would be an honor for us. But in the meantime, let's lift our hands and let's worship the God who is always good and who is always there. 
to bring you home. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.